chapter 11 tonight. Mark the 11th chapter. I am, uh, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to give you something. You understand that's a difference. Back in my business days, we learned some things about marketing and you can give somebody something for free that's worth a lot of money and they sometimes won't appreciate it. You can take that same thing and charge them 10 bucks for it and they may buy it but won't do nothing with it. But if you charge them 40 bucks for it, you see what I'm saying? In other words, it's, people think, wow, man, this must really be worth a lot here because he's, you know, this cost us what have you, you know. And, and um, so sometimes free, we miss the value. Amen. Amen. Now, I, I'm just going to tell you what I believe the Holy Spirit saying to me, all right? The, the last Wednesday evening sermon, if you were here or if you were not here, you need to listen to that or you need to listen to it again. Um, for whatever reason, I don't listen to a lot of the sermons I preach. But I felt led to listen to that one. And I had a similar experience about three years ago when I listened to a sermon. I was just sitting there like, Lord, what have you done? You know, it was like, it was, it was like I was listening to somebody else. And, and I, Amen. I'm not, I'm just being, I'm just, hear me, please. Because I was listening to somebody. I was listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen. But I'm telling you, last Wednesday night's one of the most important messages on the subject of faith I have ever preached. Okay. And I, uh, I sat down, you know, to, to, to finish up the message for tonight. And I'm, I just, I felt so compelled. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I felt so compelled. I was like, I, I just maybe just let Greg play it. You know, I mean, so I'll sit there and listen to it with y'all. Um, because even if I tried to preach it again, you know, there was, amen. Again, it's free. All you got to do is ask. We'll give you one, give you a copy. Um, it's easily accessible on the church website or the podcast or Vimeo. You can watch it. You can... Amen. Um, I said all that to say, I, I really believe the Lord is speaking powerfully to us on this subject. And sometimes we think the really complicated, deep stuff is, is where the Lord is. And I'm not saying He's not there. But more times than not, you're going to find Him in the simple. You're going to find Him... You know, we have a really hard problem. We think it requires a really hard answer. And a lot of times, the, you know, again, the hard problems are just, it's, it's simple stuff. And, and that's sometimes where we stumble over the simple. Amen. All right, Mark chapter 11. Um, let's go to verse 22. Just see where all the Lord leads us tonight. Amen. It says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. 
Now before I go to the next verse, because the next verse is the one we're going to touch on and then we'll move back into Hebrews 11 if, if time permits. But In you know, business dealings, um, I had a situation this week where someone's looking for a, a home and I was trying to help them and, and um, found like one of those deals, you know, it's like, man, and um, we were both getting excited about it and so I called my friend up here, Mike Elrod and his wife, Lisa, and, and um, it turns out it was a scam. You know, and um, so unless it's the Lord, too good to be true is usually not true, unless, of course, it's something that Father has said to you, and He's good God, amen. But a lot of times we, we look for the loophole in something, the catch. You understand that terminology, the catch? Well, okay, what's the catch? You know, somebody's giving you some, you know, great offer, great deal, great bargain, great opportunity. Um, and so now tell me again what I got to do to make that kind of money, you know, because, you know, we, we kind of are either skeptical about it or we're, we're, we're looking for where it may not apply to us or where we may not qualify. I mean, I think it's a great deal. I don't know if you saw where the mayor of Birmingham, he, he pledged um, free four-year college to all Birmingham City School graduates which I thought was great, man. I was like, wow, praise God, that's going to really be a blessing to, to some, you know, kids and teenagers and stuff or whatever, you graduates. And, but then if you looked at the list of, you had to, you have to go to Birmingham City Schools for all 12 years of school, you have this, it, it was, it, it, you know, by the time you got through, you're like, okay, I mean, he's giving him an A for effort, but, you know, who actually qualifies for this? You know, and there's, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying, you know, because you're thinking if they can do it, maybe other cities can do that. Maybe Hueytown could do that. Maybe Fairfield could do that. What have you? Bessemer. And so when you start looking into the fine print, you understand fine print, you know, you start realizing, okay, um, this is only available to this and for this reason and what have you. And I think sometimes whether we do it consciously or, or subconsciously, we carry that same um, skepticism with us into promises and, and, and principles that we find in the scriptures. And if you just look at this, when, when Jesus says to you and to me, he's not, this doesn't just apply. We've, if you're new to this study, we went over and over this from the scriptures. This is a whosoever open door. This isn't just for a select few. This isn't just for, you know, this denomination or this gender or this socioeconomic strata. No, this is a whosoever. Whoever has faith in God, this is what he says. Okay. And so when we look at this, when Jesus makes such an astounding declaration that whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So if you look for the fine print, or if you look for the one part of this that maybe would disqualify you from it, or what have you, you know, for me, it's the does not doubt in his heart. 
You, you understand what I mean by that? And it's like, okay, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> who can actually do that? You know, who can actually um, believe that whatever they say, I'm sorry, I didn't put that other verse on the screen, did I? You know, who, who can actually, and so we start kind of having this battle in our mind before we ever even get there you know, about the doubt and the doubt contaminating it and the doubt, you know, messing it up and preventing the results and so forth and so on. Could I offer to you tonight that believing is a choice? It's a choice. We choose to believe. You say, well, Pastor Mark, if that's true, why is it so hard then? If, it's, if you're saying it's so simple, it's, a, it's as simple as a choice, why is it so hard? It's so hard because of what we're focusing on. Now, I guess this may be where, where Sunday's messages and, and Wednesday's messages kind of bump into one another a little bit. But when Jesus came walking on the water and Peter asked, if that's really you, Jesus, bid me come. Invite me to come out on that water and walk with you. And Jesus tells him to come. Peter got out of the boat and walked on water. He did that by faith. Let me, let me make this more clear. That was Peter's faith or the measure of faith that Father God had given to Peter. The, the measure, the same measure of faith he, that he's given to every person in this room. Peter took the measure of faith that God's given to every human being, Romans 12, 3, and he, he stepped out on that faith and Peter walked on water. Okay? People say only one man ever walked on water. It's not true. Peter walked on water. And the Bible says that when he began to see the wind. You, you don't see wind. We talked about this a little bit in, in, in discipleship class. You don't see wind, you see the effects of wind. The wind was, was whipping around. It was probably blowing Jesus' uh, clothing. and It was probably whipping His clothing around. He probably could even feel it pushing against Him, what have you. But the bottom line is, He took His focus off of Jesus and shifted His focus back to the storm that had Him scared out of His mind in that boat. And the Bible says when that shift happened, he began to sink. The faith that was holding him above the water was pulled out from under him. Not by God, it was pulled out from under him because he, be, he, be, he began to doubt. You say, well, how do you know he began to doubt? Because Jesus, when they got back in the boat, Jesus said, why did you doubt? In other words, the only thing that caused him to sink was doubt. In the same way, the only thing that enabled him to walk on the water was faith. And as long as his focus was on Jesus, and listen, I know, you know, for us, generally speaking, you know, turn your eyes on Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, focus on him, all that other stuff. But now remember, in Peter's situation, he was focused on Jesus, and what was Jesus doing while Peter was focused on him? Jesus was walking on water. 
let, let me try to just simplify that a little more because you know, some of you still hadn't got it in your mind that it actually happened for Jesus or Peter, and it did. Amen. It was hard for you to, you know, because well, I just can't believe that, Pastor Mark. No, just say you, say you won't. Don't say you can't. Do you think it might be a little easier to believe you could walk on water if you looked out of the boat and somebody was walking on water coming towards you? You see what I'm saying? So he's watching something that he's never seen done before. Didn't believe it could be done or had no concept of any, you know, I mean, it was like, I don't even know if it was everyone's radar. Here comes Jesus. It wasn't like, you know, they had seen Jesus do this at this point because you know, they were freaking out. They were like thinking it was a ghost, an omen or something. And they're like, no, man, it looks like Jesus coming here, you know. Jesus, that's really you because it's dark out there, right? It's nighttime. Bid me come and come on. When they get back in the boat, the translation says, um, Jesus to Peter, why did you doubt? Oh, you have little faith. That's a bad translation. It could have been translated and should have been translated because the word means, the same word that, that means little also means brief of short duration. So here I think um, is another really important piece of our faith understanding. And, and this is where what the Bible teaches us about endurance comes into play. It wasn't that Peter had no faith, and to call enough faith to walk on water a little, to me, is, is not accurate. That, to me, was a, a, a great display of faith, even though it only lasted for a brief period of time. Still amazing to me. Come on now, are you not amazed by it? If he, if he walked eight steps on the water, that's eight more steps than I've ever walked on water. So, the, it was the brevity or the briefness or his, his inability to endure in faith, to remain in faith, to continue in faith, Okay, so let's go back now to this passage. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says this mountain be removed, cast in the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Have you ever gotten like really, I'll just, I hate, to, for those of you who weren't here, I hate to just like be referring back to, it's kind of like, you know, the fish were biting yesterday, you know, kind of thing. It's like... <laughs> Man, we missed out on Sunday night. I'm just going to straight up tell you, okay, no, no condemnation. If you weren't here Sunday night, yeah, you missed out. You, you really missed out. But anyway, praise God. There's other Sunday nights and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Sunday mornings, whatever. All right. um, but in that moment, when the Spirit of God, I mean, was, I mean, we're, you're, you're like looking for a devil to stone. 
Come on, ask somebody, give me some love up here. You know, I mean, it's like, dude, faith is so strong and the Spirit of God is so alive and the things of the Spirit are so real and it's God is so close. It's like you can reach out and touch Him, man, and you just, I mean, you're ready to do whatever. I mean, in the Scriptures, it's, it's, there's, it talks about running through a troop of soldiers and jumping over a wall, man. I mean, you're just, you're just right, you know? And then, like me, you get home and you so you can't turn it off. Was I the only one? Couldn't turn it off, dude. I mean, I was like, I didn't want to turn it off. It wasn't like a bad thing, but you know, I just, you know, you couldn't get. But then, then all of a sudden, that five o'clock alarm goes off. It's Monday morning again, you know, and it's like, what happened last night? You know, it's kind of in a good way, but not, you know. But it's, 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 it doesn't seem as close. It doesn't feel as real. It, he doesn't seem as big. He doesn't, can he, am I out here on a limb by myself? Can he, okay, all right. So what we got to decide is which one was reality. See, everybody says, well, reality sits in on Monday morning. No, that's not reality. Reality was what we were experiencing Sunday night. That's reality. I told somebody, I said, listen, take whatever you just experienced and multiply it times about 10,000 and you're getting sort of close to what heaven's going to be like. Amen. So it comes back then to our ability to believe in that moment and then move on from there in expectation, in enduring. So let's go to this next verse. Jesus, New King James, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Believe that you'll receive them and you'll have them. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I, I, just, I just don't believe that'll work for me. Well, you know what? It won't. It, it won't because you just contradicted what he said. Well, I don't mean it that way. I just don't believe I can't. No, you can. See, it's a, it's a, it's a choice. This is what I guess... I mean, I even went to, I've got this, uh, this uh, software that'll do the dry erase drawings, you know. I even went to that for an hour and a half this afternoon. You know, I, maybe we'll use it later. Um, because I'm talking about for the, for the message tonight. Because I'm, I'm wanting this to hit you in a, on a practical level tonight. I'm wanting you to take what we're learning about this and pick something in your life, a hurt toe, blue birds in your backyard, pick something in your life and let's speak to it and let's believe that nothing's too hard for the Lord and then let's 
get into hope about it where because we believe that becomes the basis for a confident expectation that we're going to see this thing come to pass. We're going to see this thing change. We're going to receive in, into our hands this answer. I want you to do that. We sit back and say, well, because faith talk and stuff. When's he going to talk about something else? Maybe. No, no. It's time for us to do something with this. And what I've learned in my life is when we step out to do something with it, this is when the Holy Spirit comes right in there, man. He takes you places you didn't think you could go. He, 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 he comes alongside. But see, the, Jesus talked about you and me taking the initiative, whatever you bind on earth. Right? How about this? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, speak with new tongues. See? He said, he said this, go and I'll go with you. See, we, we're, wanting, we're wanting the Lord to give us all of this, this power, and He has. Biblically, He has. So let me say it another way. We're wanting to experience all this power in our lives sitting around doing nothing. It's when you step out. If Sunday night was about anything, it was about showing up and stepping out. Brother Kenneth Hagin used to talk about, you know, laying empty hands on empty heads. You know, where nothing's happening. Well, apart from the Holy Spirit showing up, it's empty hands on empty heads. But Sunday night wasn't empty hands on empty heads. Because as we showed up and stepped out in faith, he, he met us there, see. And we're sitting here trying to figure out how we can believe God and not doubt that this is already ours and when there's no sign that anything's different. And, and, but see, what we haven't realized is that it's when we step out and begin... It, I had a dear friend of mine that... I, I, I love him so much, and, and we had a divine appointment, and, and we really, we encourage one another and talk, and, and um, he's not a part of this family of faith. He's a, he's a man of God, ordained minister, and, and, um, and we, we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about speaking to bills. I don't mean people named Bill, I mean like power bills. Speaking to them. Calling them paid. And of course, we, we both agree with that. We both believe that and do that. But just, I don't know, we were sitting there in a restaurant talking about it, and we both kind of got tickled about it. You know, it's kind of like, dude, if folks around us heard us, they would think we were nuts. Right? Keith Moore, I've heard him teach for years, and he, he does this over and over again because it was a breakthrough moment in his life when he was teaching in healing school out at Ramah and, um, where the Bible says that Jesus spoke to Peter's 
mother-in-law's fever. And I can't do it like he does it, but, you know, the way he tells the story, but he's like, Lord, can fevers hear? You, you say, can, a, can a fever hear? Can a power bill hear? Can back child support hear? Right? That was like the first question. And as he kept reading, evidently they can because the fever left when Jesus told it to go. He said, if you have faith, you will speak to the mountain in front of you. You'll speak to it. It's how faith works. So as we step out to do that, see now, something that's in you that you don't even understand how powerful it is, you begin to release that out of you. You're, you're, you're releasing power. And, and the enemy's always, listen, he's always going to try to intimidate you. He's a bully. He's telling some of you right now, don't you dare listen to him. Don't, don't you even try this. He's telling you right now, it won't work for you. After all you've done, about that. see, he's, again, he's, he's going to try every little deceptive angle he can try to keep you from releasing the faith that's in you to see the mountains and obstacles and barriers and things holding you back supernaturally moved out of your way by faith. You can, you can move a mountain. My grandfather moved them with a drag line and dynamite. He was a heavy equipment operator. But Jesus isn't talking about that. He's talking about speaking to it and it obeying you and you having whatever you say. Now, when we release the faith, this is the thing the Lord's been, been really dealing with me, working with me about here, because a lot of times we think it's the not doubting the, the faith part is hard. I, I'm coming to this conclusion. The, the faith part, in other words, how, how hard is it to speak to something? You see, that's not hard, is it? If your ankle's hurting, ankle be well. That's not hard to do. But now, let's go to God's Word translation on this one. That's why I tell you, have faith that you've already received whatever you pray for and it'll be yours. So the ankle's hurting, you say, ankle be well in Jesus' name. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I command you to be whole and well and strong just as my ankle was created by God. To be whole and well and strong. Inflammation, go. Swelling, go. Tendinitis, go. Right? Speaking to him, tell him, get out of here. Just like if there was a, a, a dog in your front yard tearing up your petunias. Get out of here. Get out of here. Right? That's what we would do, right? Stomp our foot at it. Tell it to go. Tell it to get. Amen. Say, so, Pastor, are, have you lost your mind? Had Jesus, did Jesus lose his? 
Jesus spoke to a fig tree and killed its lap dead just to show us what faith would do. To use it as an object lesson for us to learn from. If he can, if, if he can speak to a fig tree and kill it just to show us what faith will do. How much more is this applied when it's some financial need, when it's something that's troubling you, when it's some pain in your body, when it's some situation in your family, when it's some issue with one of your kids? How much more does faith apply here? So man, you just, you just, see, <laughs> When we're talking about faith and the things of God and all that, it just seems so strange and it just seems so odd. But we'll talk to somebody in another car that we've never met and can't hear a word we're saying. And we'll say all kinds of negative things to them and about them. And you blankety blank pulling out in front of me. You see what I'm saying? But we don't think that's strange. We'll holler and scream and curse some problem with our vehicle. I've seen folks kick it. Thing never works. You know, notice all we're doing is we're cursing it. Even if we don't use four-letter words, we're cursing it. We're confessing. Every time I think I get ahead, this car breaks down. Every time I think it's... Yeah, notice we're, we're talking to it. I'm looking for Brother Jerry. I think he had to go home see about Susan. But he was here earlier. Man, ask him about laying hands on. He's, I don't know, somewhere between here and Maryland and his SUV broke down. He didn't curse it. He laid hands on it and prayed for it. Wouldn't even turn over. I mean, I forget. I wish he was here to tell the story. I'd get him to stand up right now and tell it. Amen. Fired right back up. Hadn't had a problem with it since. That was months ago. So notice, we, we think this is so odd, but we, we, we speak to things in a, in a, in a negative way, in a, in a complaining way. See, Jesus says you can have what you say, but so many people won't stop saying what they have. So we have no problem speaking the problem. We have no problem talking problem talk We've just got to shift that and start speaking to the problem. The answer that we want to see and are believing God to come to pass in that particular situation. So we release the faith by speaking. Faith by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So that faith rises up. We speak, we release it. Now... What I believe is the hard part. See, the devil's trying to make us think the faith part's the hard part. That's not the hard part. When I say hard part, the challenging part. The, so once, 
we've believed we've already received. Once we believe we've already received. Somebody needs to start here tonight. You need to start here tonight. Tonight when you go home, you lay your head down, you, 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 go, to, you go to sleep. You lay there, go to sleep. I want you to go to sleep saying, Father, I believe I've already received what I pray for. I believe I've already received what I prayed for. I believe I've already received. You need to start renewing your mind to that truth. This is how faith works. Faith believes it's already received before it ever sees anything change. Okay? So the challenging part is after we believe we've already received, now we go into the confident expectation. This, this needs to be entered into just as deliberately as releasing the faith. You release the faith as a deliberate, intentional act. Now, maybe at some point the training wheels come off all this for me, but this is how the Holy Spirit's got me doing it right now, okay? I, I get what the Word says about something. I get, I get it right in my spirit. Then I release, I release my faith. I, 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 it's not some vague thing. Quit being vague about it. And you don't have to say a thousand words, right? Jesus said, Lazarus, come Fourth, okay? So get it nailed down. This is, this is the problem. This is the answer from the Word of God, and this is what I'm about to say to that problem. Speak directly to it. This is what I'm going to say. And when I say it, it's, I'm, I'm settling into my heart that I've already received the answer. Okay? Now you have to enter into hope with the same type of deliberate, intentional setting of the mind, right? What does that mean? What does it mean to enter into hope? We choose to get excited about the answer coming. We choose to like me. I just released my faith, and Jesus said if I release my faith and believe that I have, uh, I'll, I'll already have whatever I asked for, that I will, it'll be mine, right? So I'm getting really, really excited now about what I just released my faith to do in my life, the servant, the seed that I just released. I'm excited now. You, you, you have to do that, literally. You have to choose to rejoice. Choose to get excited about it. Choose to now enter into a confident expectation. You know what it is to confidently expect something and be excited about it, don't you? Something good's coming. You're getting a gift on Friday. You're getting a raise on Friday. Brother Robert's birthday is today. I love his testimony this morning. He said, man... He said, 9-11 used to be my birthday right now. Now it's become a, uh, obviously a day that's different in our history of our nation. But happy birthday to you, brother, on September 11th. Praise God. You get excited about something that, that you know is out there. and it's We know what that's like. We know what that feels like. You realize that's a choice too? Okay. Now, releasing the faith, easy deliberately choosing to get excited about what's happening now because we believe we've already received. Again, that's really not that hard of a deal. The challenging part is when there's still things that contradict, and I know I'm out of time five minutes ago, okay? When you believe you're the father of many nations 
and you still ain't got a kid. See? See, now this, this is when everything in, in, in the, you know, perceived by the senses is telling you nothing's changed, nothing's different, nothing's happened, your ankle's still hurting, your bank account's still empty. You're the, see, all that stuff now, it starts doing what? It, stops, it starts bombarding your mind. It's where the enemy, he's trying to attack the mind to get, faith, to get doubt in the heart. And that's where we have to beat them buzzards off. That's where we have to stand our ground. That's where we have to give glory. That's what Abraham did. Every time the devil attacked his mind, he refused to consider the things that were contradicting what he believed he had already received. Instead, he chose to give glory to God for the promise. Amen. And he became what God made him. Meaning what? What God made him, it came to pass in his life. I've got verses on this. We'll look at them maybe next week. But the Bible's very clear. <clears throat> Let me give you this. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because this was the one thing, too, that he, we talked about last week, but I want to emphasize again. A confident expectation for receiving some good thing in your life, that's hope. Hope just can't exist in midair. It's got to rest on something. Hope rests on faith. Hope rests on top of faith. Faith is the support for the substance, that which gives basis for our hope. Hebrews 11. 1. I didn't get there tonight. We'll get there again next week. Hope can't just float in midair. It's got to rest on something. Hope rests on faith. Faith can't just float out in midair. It's got to rest on something. It rests on God's Word. God's Word doesn't just float out there in midair. It rests on something. It rests on Father God Himself. So if you reverse it, it's Father, it's His Word. Faith rests on what He said, and hope rests on top of that. And the Bible says that faith gives substance to that. It, it supports it, it rests on it. And so now, as these different things come to contradict we can't that's where the fight is that's where if, I'm, if there's a hard part and that's what the Bible calls endurance and the Bible says you need to follow the example of those who through faith and endurance inherited the promise that word inherit don't, be, don't let it throw you it just simply means possess it means possess in that, in that verse they actually received into their hands the thing they believed they had already received. And in some cases, it may have been some time before. Amen. Are you at least seeing how this works better? Okay. Amen. Stand with me tonight. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I want you to just bow your heads for a moment. Just bow your heads for a moment. Father, you see every man and woman standing in this room tonight. And Father, as we stand here with our heads bowed before you, Holy Spirit, I ask that you prompt each person in this room in their heart, in their mind, the one thing that they need to release their faith concerning 
Lord, one thing. Not, we may have 50 problems. We may, we may have lots of things that we need to see solved by faith. But, Father, what I'm asking tonight is that before we leave this building, every person in this room will have it revealed to them the thing that they need to step out, speak to, release their faith. When they do it, believe after they've spoken, after they've believed, believe they've already received, deliberately enter into a time of excitement and rejoicing and confident expectation, allowing their minds to imagine how awesome it's going to be when all this comes to pass, and then persevere in that until they see the answer manifest. Father, thank you for helping each one see it tonight. Lord, we've got to put this into practice. We learn by doing, so help us do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus. Good things coming. Good things coming. Hey, don't forget, if you want to get one of the Believer's Voice of Victory magazines there on the back table, praise God.